years ago I preached, but I, I want to revisit it again. It's in Matthew, I'm sorry, Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5, and just for a few minutes, we won't be very long this morning. Mark chapter 5, and I want you to look at verse 25. Mark chapter 5, 25. We're all familiar with this miracle with this woman. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. 27. When she heard of Jesus, came in and pressed behind him, and touched his garment. Look at what it said here. This is what I want you to key in on, verse 28. For she said, if I may touch his clothes, which is the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she fell, felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And the disciples said unto him, Well, thou seest the mother who thorn in thee, and said, Thou who touched me? And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all things. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. I want to talk a little bit about hanging in there when you're just hanging on. Hanging in there when you're just hanging on. I wanted to say this today because somebody I was talking to not long ago and I asked them, how you doing? And they said to me, I'm just hanging in there, Reverend. I'm just hanging in there. I said, what do you mean by I'm just hanging in there? I'm just hanging in there. And I've heard that many times. And how many of you out there had to say that sometime? Well, I'm just hanging in there. And I'm just, I don't know the outcome. I don't know what's going to happen to me. I've lost a job, can't pay my bills, don't know if I'm going to be able to feed my family. You're just hanging in there. But I want you to know today that you must hang in there while you're just hanging on. Because the most important thing, you're still hanging. And sometimes we forget there's power in just hanging. Some people can't hang, but at least you know how to hang in there while you're just hanging on. And this, we have to be careful the words we use. Words have power. So I hope that today I'll be able to say something to somebody just watching me say, I'm just hanging on. But listen to what you said. I'm hanging in there but I'm just hanging on. Is not that life? That's life. Life is about hanging in there. Because if you don't hang in there, you won't be able to hang on. 
if you don't have the spirit to hang in there, regardless of what's happening in your life, you won't make it. Let me say this to you. Why God put us in a position sometimes where we're just hanging in there? Why does God put us in a position sometimes we're barely making it? Because God wants to prove to you what life is. Life is a struggle. Life is not a flower bed of ease. That's not life. That's a fantasy. When you're dreaming about fantasy islands and all these things we think about, that's not life. That's just what it is, a fairy tale. Life is hard. Life is rough. Life is tough. It's like a butterfly. A butterfly has to struggle in that cocoon before they can get out and fly with their wings. I remember many years ago we caught a butterfly. We used to catch butterflies. And we felt that that butterfly needed deliverance while it was struggling in the cocoon. And when we cut him out of the cocoon before that time, the butterfly fell over and died. I thought if I delivered that butterfly out of the cocoon, that would happen to fly. I found out, no, that butterfly needed to struggle in the cocoon to gain wing power because all that struggle gave him strength in his wing. So I cut him out too soon. Sometime, if God bless you too soon, <laughs> sometime, if God give you just what you want when you want it, once you're out, you will fall. Because you have not learned how to use your wing and develop power. Let me tell you something why God put us in a situation where we're just hanging on. You ready for this? Development. Development. God's trying to grow you up into a full adult Christian because too many of us are baby Christians. We have not grown. Some of you still talking about what you, when you joined the church 50 years ago. My God, have you learned anything lately? Your testimony, let me tell you what happened in 19 that. Didn't God bless you yesterday? Get up and give a testimony about what he's doing right now. You need to grow up. Grow up in grace. The Bible says grow in grace. Don't sit in grace. Grow in grace. Don't just linger in grace. Grow in grace. Grow up. And God has to grow us up. And the only way God can use you as an adult Christian is a growing process and God will put things on you to move you. I want to say this. He does things to develop your faith. I'm going to ask you a question. How do you know you have faith in God? How do we know you're a Christian? How do we know you believe in God? When something goes wrong. Wow, God when something goes wrong. You know, when things go wrong, the truth come out of people. You find out who love you when you get broke. You find out how long some people stick with you when you get sick. Yes, it will. It takes all of that for you to find out the truth about people. People can put on a front. You know if your wife loves you if you lose your job. <laughs> 
You'll know if your husband leave you, love you if you get sick. I saw that happen in this church once. The most beautiful couple I've ever seen. I think I mentioned that before. They would just look like the dream of life. I mean, he was tall and handsome. She was beautiful, a beautiful woman. And I used to see them in the church. They were just sitting over to the right side. And I remember seeing that couple. I just loved them. Very intelligent people. And you know, I missed them through the years. I started wondering what had happened to them. About 10 years passed. I was sitting in my office, in the office and they said, Pastor, somebody wants to see you. I said, who? I have forgotten her name. It's a lady. She's with her sister and they really need to see you. I said, well, bring them back. She came in my office, Angela, and she was like this, just walking. And she was walking just like that. And her sister with her, I looked, I said, I know you. She said, I know you know me, Pastor. I said, have a seat. Who is this? It's my sister. I said, where's your husband? She said, that's why I want to come by and let you pray for me. I said, what? I had a stroke. I said, and, and where's your husband? He told me he didn't want to babysit. And he left me. I said, what? He said he still had life to live, and he was not going to babysit. I got up out of my chair and went up and pointed my finger in his, her face and said, listen, you never know the truth about people. It took this to find out the truth. Now you know what love is and what love is not. She looked at me. I said, God sometimes will let things happen to show you the truth. It was never real love. Hallelujah. I said, now listen, nobody worth dying for. Now I want you to hold your head up. I said, who is this, my sister? I said, God did leave you somebody. She said, well, I said, he left you a sister. He left you somebody who would come to your knee. And she's there by your side. And you will overcome. Now hold your head up. Because nobody, if one God, is not a man, it is not a woman. Put your trust in God. Do what the doctor said. Keep exercising and you'll come out of this. And she stopped crying. And she held up her head and said, I will do that. Years went by, a little few years got, went by, I got a phone call. And this was this lady. She said, Reverend, you know what? I have gotten stronger. I'm healthier. I came out of the stroke, and I got a job. I got a nice home, and God bless me. Thank you for the words that you lift me up because we cannot make gods out of people. And God is a jealous God. And he said, thou shalt have no other God. Maybe you put him too high because in this life, things rarely work out according to plan. God is developing you. I said, you have to get your mind off him and put your mind on God. It's all about God and not about a house and not about clothes and money. It's about him.
And if you focus back on God, God will bring you through and you will learn how to grow up and become a mature Christian. God has to do a whole lot of things to mature us. Sometimes I often say God got to put some people on their back before they can look up. God has to put a virus to let man know something he can't even handle. God sometimes will put us in a situation where we need to pray. I mean, some folk never prayed until this virus came. I'm, I was looking at it when the virus first came here. I never seen policemen lying all on the on the ground praying. I said, "Wait a minute! Look at it! Look at it! Policemen! God said, I'll put you on your knees. I will show you how you really need me. Don't wait for God to put you on your knees when you can get on your knees." So don't wait till God put you on your back to look up when you can look up right now. God is developing you. Look, listen to me. When we get everything we want that we pray for, we'll start thanking God to Santa Claus. And we start thinking, well, whatever I want, Lord, just give it to me. What happens when you give a child everything they want? You spoil that child. And what happened when that child is used to you giving them everything and they grew up? They can't survive when you're gone because they're used to people giving. And what they'll start doing is stealing. You know why I don't like a thief? A thief want to take what I work for. <laughs> Instead of going out working for what he wants, he's an easy liver. He wants to take what you work for. And that's why I don't like a thief. You can go and work for what I work for. Go make your own money, not steal mine. God wants you to grow in grace and grow where you can stand, listen, listen, and face the devil. That's why you need to hang on in there while you're just hanging on. Because the devil said, you're going to give up, and you're going to let go. And you must not let go. I recall the story told a man was walking along one time and in the dark. As he was walking in the dark, he happened to fall. He happened to fall. And while he was falling, he grabbed a limb. And while he was holding on the limb, he kept just hanging there, hanging there, trying to figure out what's going to happen. And all of a sudden, he started to pray to God. Please be quiet in the house, Pastor Preacher. While he was hanging there, he started saying, somebody help me. I'm falling. He didn't hear nothing. He said, Somebody help me, help me, help me. I'm about to fall and I'm going down the hill because I know I'm just hanging on. I'm just hanging on. And all of a sudden, please, Lord, somebody help me. Then a voice came from heaven and said, Do you believe I'm God? He said, Yes, Lord. He said, let go. 
He said, let go. God said, let go. Then he, then he asked, is there anybody else up there? <laughs> and all of a sudden, while he was holding on, he couldn't hold no longer. Why in the world does God want me to let go? And that's a ditch I'm about to fall down the hill. So he got so exhausted, he said, well, Lord, I'm finna die, and I'm just going to let go like you said. And when he let go, he was three steps, three steps from the ground because it was dark and he couldn't see. And when he let go, boom, wow, I should have obeyed. God said, let go. While you hanging in there, let go. Let go. Hear the voice of God. Man, I'm coming out with so many revelations, I've got my text. Just hear the voice of God during these trying times. It's what God said. He'll speak to you. Let go. You're hanging on in there. I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in there. While I'm barely hanging on. Let go. Get in the word of God. Trust the word of God. But look. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sometimes God will let you just hang in there to teach you what believing in God means. Now, there's a difference in believing there is a God and believing in God. And I've heard a lot of folk I've talked to say, oh, I believe it's a God. I said, do you really believe it's a God? Yes, I believe it's a God somewhere. I said, well, why don't you trust him? Well... I don't know about all that, but I know it's a God. And you, I said, you living as a sinner. You can believe there is a God, but don't believe in God. A lot of folk believe it's a God. They look all around you and see this world know it's a God. And you say all the time, yes, I believe. I believe it's a God, but do you believe in God? Let not your heart be troubled. Believe. In God. But, you know, I think a man one time, he was walking on a tight rope, and everybody on the side was just looking at him on the other mountain side, looking and just, woo, and saw him down in the valley. Look at that man. He said, you all believe I can walk this rope by myself? They said, yes. He walked that tight rope over a steep, steep valley. And he walked from one end to another. And people clapped. <laughs> woo, woo, look at that man, how he does that. He said, do you believe I can walk across this tight rope with this chair on my back? Everybody got quiet. Yeah, we do. He said, I want to show you. He put a chair on his back and walked across a tight rope. It wasn't nothing but a steep, rocky mountain beneath him in the valley. He went across that, got on the other side. He said, do you believe I can almost run across that rope? People got silent. Yes. He said, how many of you really believe I can do it? The people saw said, yes. All right. I want the first one to come walk with me. Now I'll hold you up. 
then the house got quiet. We believe you can walk, but now I'm not getting on no chair and walk across with you. That's the way some people are. They believe there's a God, but they don't believe enough to trust him to walk across the road with him. Do you believe in God? And that's why sometimes God will let you hang on to something when you're just hanging in there. Why? I want you to believe me when you don't understand. I want you to trust my word in these turbulent times when you don't understand because you're going to have to find out when things are changing, God is still not changing. But God used changing things though he doesn't change. I think I went over some of your head. God will use changing things without changing. And sometimes he's going to have to change some things in your life to move you to another level. This is the text, the woman today, which I don't have time to develop. God allowed her to suffer to move her to another level. What if she had just sat down and stayed sick and said, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to die. There's no hope for me. But God somehow or another let her hear a good rumor. To hear about a man coming through the city that's healing the sick, opening the blind eyes, raising the dead. And she happened to hear the good news about this young prophet in the city. And because of her sickness, she'd been sick 12 long years. And the Bible said, and she got no better. And the doctors took away all her money. Doctors know how to get all your money. It's expensive for medicine today. She got broke. But what is so good about her? She was hanging on while she was just hanging on. She hung in there while she was just barely hanging on. This woman was just hanging on. She knew she was going to die soon. She had an issue of blood. All of us have an issue. What's your issue? Talking too much? What's your issue? Lying. <laughs> what is your issue? All of us have some issues. Your bad past. You won't get over your past. You won't let go of people who hurt you. How many people you hurt? God let you get hurt to understand those who are hurt. Help me, Holy Ghost. So this woman, you know I need to say that again. God allow us to get hurt to understand people who hurt. Because we seem to don't want to have compassion on people who are struggling. We don't want to forgive the drug dealer or forgive the drug addict because we've never been on drugs. And God lets you get hooked on something so somebody has to have compassion on you. And you'll understand people who need help instead of putting them down. This woman experienced sickness like nobody's ever in her life. 12 years spending her money got broke and got worse. But she knew how to hang on there when she was barely hanging on. What did she do? She moved to another level. She got up to go see Jesus. Moving to another level. Sometimes it takes things to move us to another level. 
God wants to move you to another level. God wants you to go to another place and make changes. Changes are coming, and that's when changes come, he'll move you to another level. When they come in there and tear down that old house and falling out, that'll make you get out and find something better. And move people to another level to better their lives. Turn down old regular places to move you to a better community. It inspires you to see there is something better than what you are used to. And God sometimes will let things happen to move you to where he wants you to be. Because you will never get there if those things didn't go well. And if she had not been sick, she wouldn't have known God's a healer. When God moved, I'm almost done. When God moved her, she went to searching to find this man, Jesus, moving to another level. And she started sitting down talking to herself. You know the story. If I could just touch the hem of his garment. What? She didn't say if I could talk to him. She didn't say if I could meet him. She just wanted to touch. All you need is a little faith. And she didn't want the whole garment. She just wanted the hem. You know what? That's the only part God ever let us have, is the hem. <laughs> well, all you get of God, you just get the hem. You will never get the whole garment. If you understood everything about God, you'd go crazy. Just the hem. Just a little dab will do. Just a little bit will work miracles. You don't have to have a whole lot. Just a little. And she wasn't greedy. She wasn't greedy. She said, I just want the him. And she said to herself, you have to talk to yourself. I'm coming out. Your words of power. Quit talking defeat. Quit talking about this is going to happen to me. She said, no, no, no. The devil is a lie. I am conquering whatever is in my way. Speak that. Speak the deliverance over you. Speak healing over you. Speak a breakthrough over you. Talk to yourself. Tell yourself, greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. Tell yourself, I can do all things through Christ that's strengthened me. Tell yourself, nothing is impossible if I believe in God. When people tell you, books say, I'm rich in Jesus. Somebody tell you, you don't have a car, thank God I got legs and can walk. And somebody say, you don't have no money, say, I got something money came by. And that's the love of God. I know a lot of people got money and miserable. I know a lot of people rich and wish they had the peace you have. All that money and all those room, but you can't be in the one room at a time. All those cars, but you can't drive but one at a time. What good is it to have all this food and don't have no appetite because you're sick? Thank God you got an appetite. Thank God for the health you have. That's something money can't buy. I wish you could talk to some famous people I've met who are wealthy, talking about, I'm not happy here. I said, why don't you look at all these mansions you got? I enjoy, but I'm not happy. Why? Don't have what's the real thing. 
You can't find it in things. You got to find it in God. And you have to keep talking to yourself. I am an overcomer. I am coming through. I'm going to get a job. God's going to heal me of COVID. God can heal anything. I'm trusting in God in this sickness. I'm trusting in God in my death. I'm trusting in God through all the world in his head. And if God got everything, I know he'll give me something. That's where you talk. And you know what? That's called God talk over devil talk. Devil talk keep telling you defeated. Can you imagine that woman when she was sick? The devil said, listen, woman, don't go down there. But when she heard God talk, go down there. Can you hear the devil telling her, listen, woman, you're not supposed to touch a man. He's a rabbi. Then the Holy Ghost said, why don't you try and touch him? Listen to the devil said, woman, listen. The doctor told you to stay in the house. I'm around people. Grace told her, why don't you get out and go looking for it? The devil went to talking to her. You know people going to look at you and talk about how you smell. The Holy Ghost said to her, they just smell you, that's all. <laughs> the devil called her and told her, you'll never get healed. The Holy Ghost said, God is able. And I could see when she got out the door and she opened the door and I could hear the devil say, don't go down there. The Holy Ghost said, unlock that door. I could hear her when she started walking down, barely walking. The devil said, now look at you. You can barely walk. You're bleeding. You got hemorrhaging. And people are going to tell you, you don't need to be around us. And I can hear the, goal, the Holy Ghost said, get among them. Don't worry about what they say and don't worry about what they think because you the one sick and want a miracle, not them. And if you want something, it depends on how bad you want it. If you want it, you got to want it bad enough. If you want a miracle, you got to want it bad enough that you don't care who looking. If you want a breakthrough, you come on in church and shout hallelujah and everybody will look it. They don't have no miracle. They don't know what God has done for you. And she pushed her way through that crowd. And before you get a miracle, you got to push some folk out the way. Before you want some things in life, some folk you got to push out the way. You got to push that out the way. You got to put some folks you've been depending on out the way. You got to put some children out the way. You got to put oh, some family members out the way. And reach. Help me, Holy Ghost. And when she reached and touched him by the hem of his garment, oh, Jesus said, Somebody touch me. There's a whole lot of bodies, but this is a somebody. A lot of folks push it and, and elbow it, but they're not touching. Help me, Holy Ghost. She did a touch. She did the right touch because she was just hanging on, but hanging in there. She didn't give up on herself. She didn't just give in because she was sick. She didn't stay out 
of it because she was out of it. <laughs> You'll get that later. Hmm. And she got her breakthrough. Am I looking at somebody today? Said, I'm just hanging on. Stop talking that. Speak positive. Except, you know, it's rough, but I'm going to make it. Am I looking at somebody today? Giving up? You hang on in there if you barely hanging. I told you earlier, at least you're hanging. Some folks don't have nothing to hang on to. I'm not going to be defeated. I claim goodness and healing over my health. I claim a blessing over my life. You get on your knees and you pray to God and you run that devil out of your mind. All you got to say sometimes, greater is he that is in me. Now, I know the devil is great, but God is greater. I know the devil got power, but God got all power. I know the devil got demons, but God got angels. <laughs> I know the devil can take money. But God said, the earth and the Lord and the fall and the earth, God is greater. And lean not to your own understanding. When you don't understand what you're going through, hold on to the God who cannot be understood. I thank you for tuning in this morning. I'm going to hold on when I'm just hanging on. I'm not going to let go and give in. I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight. I'm going to keep fighting like this woman. I, I had a whole lot of stuff to say about her. I think about so many things I went through as a child, going through some struggles in life and some things I had to do for my own self when there was nobody else to do it. And I learned through all of it now that I'm 71 years old, God didn't take me some places because he knew what it would have done. And God used me because I learned to use what I have. Oh, I wished I could sound like some preachers. I wished I had the gift that all talk a gift like some preachers I've heard. But God disciplined me. I'm going to use you in a special way. When you don't think you qualify for things, I'm going to open doors. And some of the sermon, I preach a sermon called What Jealousy Do. I thought that was the worst sermon in the world. I didn't like that sermon. I still it's on an album, and now they're putting it out in 1986 or something. I never liked that sermon. And that's the sermon I got an award for. <laughs> a national award. GMW Award. They voted me preacher of the year. And I said, for what? Mr. Jane Cleveland presented to me in St. Louis. I said, that sermon? That's the biggest sermon I ever put out. What jealousy would do. And I thought it was awful. <laughs> and some sermon I preached I know was better didn't do nothing. 
You'd be surprised to know how God can take something when you get out the way and let him have it, what he can do with it. And I said, Lord, I learned, well, I'm going to accept myself and be happy with Fleming. Just plain, simple, profound, but simple. What is God trying to tell you with what you're going through? Hold on. Hold on to your prayer life, hold on to your Bible, and hold on to church. Don't quit going. Even when you're just hanging on. Because help is on the way. May God bless you this day. Let me hear from you. I like hearing when people say, you blessed me, you made it so plain. You made it where I could understand it. But you know why I preach like that with simplicity? That's what Jesus did. Oh, he knew words because he was the word. <laughs> but what good is it to preach above the people nobody understands? The gospel is supposed to reach. The gospel, you're supposed to preach. You're supposed to knock the pee off a preacher and reach each. Knock the pee off a preach and reach. Knock the arm off a reach and reach each. If you're not reaching, you're not preaching. God wants you to reach and save souls, inspire people, preachers. And he will bless you in spite of your ability. Because what God gives you, can't nobody take from you. You know, I even left all my notes because I was running around trying to take care of something. The devil was trying to mess with me at the last minute. And I was running around trying to do it. And I said, Lord, I forgot my notes that I wrote down. And the Lord said, just go on up there. When I was running, trying to grab you to do things, I said, just, I said, oh my God, how am I going to preach? God said, just go on up there. And I want to tell some of you, just go on up there. <laughs> Give God a hand clap of praise. Praise the Lord. Thank you right now, Jesus. Okay. We're bringing this service to a close this morning. And I hope that I said something that will lift you to not give up, be a seeker, keep seeking like this woman, seek the Lord, and he will be found, okay? I want you to bow your head in prayer with me as we leave today. Father, I thank you for the word this morning. I thank you for all that's been said. I thank you for me becoming your instrument, the minister to these people that have been calling in for prayer. I pray, God, you will bless them. Let them see your mighty hand when they don't see your face. Let them know that you are developing them through these trials, tribulation. Let them know you're growing them up in grace through hard times because it takes those things to develop as a Christian so we can stand against the wiles of the enemy. We can't face the devil being weak, but through our hard times, you make us strong. We can rebuke him and always lean on you. Now dismiss us from this building, but not your presence. In Jesus' name, praise God today. Amen, amen. God bless you. See you next week.